going on, crossover fans? We chopping it up in the shop tonight. Joined with me are my boys Matt and Mario. What's going on, fellas? How's it? What it do? Yeah, we got my boy Matt on tonight, joining us from the 808, repping that Maui love. For those of you that don't know, and if you can't tell just by looking at him, Matt was a beast on the gridiron nah. out there on the island, and we all know that the islands produce some really good football players. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a while, so it's good to see you guys on here you again. Too. And, uh, you know, um, just excited to talk about whatever. So, Yeah. How's the weather? Do I even need to ask? Uh, it's cloudy, no rain. So it's kind of – Okay. But the golf was kind of nice because it didn't have wind. But couldn't take advantage. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> And just just so everybody's clear, Mario is wearing a Dodgers jersey. However, it does have Jackie Robinson's name on it, so we're going to let it slide. All right, boys, we got the NBA playoffs getting ready to start here. I know we got a couple of the uh, the play-in games, which we've debated about before, whether we like the play-in tournament or not. But uh, what do you guys think about this first-round matchups? What do we like? What are we interested on in seeing? Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know. First of all, I mean, playing tournament wise, I think it's it's a weird format. I think it's actually it's cool, but the format's kind of weird to me, and how that all works out. Um, but so far, I mean, I think the games in the in the playing tournament were actually really good games. So that, that makes it exciting, kind of gearing up to get playoffs going. And I think the lower seeds, you know, you give them a chance to kind of fight for something and kind of take pride, you know. So I think that's what's kind of great about that playing. Um, but matchup-wise, I think, obviously, hometown love. You know, you're looking at the Nuggets-Warriors first-round first series. I think that's a heck of a series, and I think it's going to be a really good series. And it's all dependent on Steph Curry, where he's going to be able to play and what percentage he's at, right? We're hearing that he's going to test his, his ankle and stuff uh, today, and he'd be on a, on a minutes restriction if he did play. So if he's 100% and can play, you know, that makes it a whole different type of series. So. Uh, for me, that's that's definitely one matchup I'm looking forward to right now. Um, I do need to apologize. When we did an NBA All-Star preview, I was hoping my Thunder would run the table and win all out and make at least some type of run for a playoff tourney. And, you know, they did it. So all my Thunder fans, you know, we got next year. And, you know, hopefully we'll, <laughs> we'll be back. They was playing for the other tournament. The lotto tournament. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the lotto tournament. <laughs> hey, I know, I know you're biting your tongue on your thunder right now, but one thing you did say is when we were talking about the trade deadline a couple months ago, you, you brought up how C.J. McCollum being on the Pelicans now, because at the time they were like the 12th seed, they weren't really doing much, right? They started the year 1-12. and 12. Uh, You brought up the fact that is C.J. McCollum going to make them a playoff team and, and, and force a late push, and – uh, you had that one pegged right on the head, brother, and having a healthy Brandon Ingram obviously helps. Um, they got a couple of young rookies that are playing really well for them, too. So shout out to you for that pick, though, even though your Oklahoma City pick was awful. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't hit on everything. But, yeah, I mean, I think McCullen is a special player, and you got to recognize, obviously, his talents and what he did in Portland especially. But you bring this guy, a veteran, and this guy's a winner. He's a baller, and, you know, you bring him onto a young Pelicans team, and this is what you brought him to do, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah. I, what, what, one thing they've been doing is they uh, they've been playing CJ at the one a lot, which which I really like because it allows them to go big with their other matchups, long and athletic. And I think CJ's a good enough ball handler and a good enough decision maker to play the one. Yeah, I agree. So one 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 thing I, I I texted both of you guys today, and I want I want to get both your guys' t- take here is uh, so far up to this point in Zion's career, he's played in his he's he's played the same amount of years as Greg Oden, and he's only played in three more games than Greg Oden. Are, Pelicans have something to be concerned about here. I mean, that's something you don't want to. I mean, it's never something you want to hear, you know. Uh, regardless the situation, but I mean, I, I saw him in the dunk line, and you know, I, I think he's gonna come back. He, he looks in pretty good shape. I mean, I don't think they should be too concerned yet, because I mean, we've seen with Embiid, you know, he took 
like three years before he finally got into his body and you know now the dividends is paying off and uh i think part of why zion's not playing either is because he felt rushed and you know now he doesn't want to play for that org that might make him hurt you know um and you know ruin his career but i think uh there is always concern you know because he does have a history um but i don't think they should be too concerned about it just yet uh you know, he's still a young boy growing into his body and, um, yeah, see what you can do. So if he comes back though, that team can be real nice. I mean, to kind of big, piggyback off of that, I mean, I texted you, like, are we surprised in a sense? You, you said, yeah, obviously. <laughs> right. Um, but I think you really take it back to that Duke injury he had, you know, that played significant, mm into everything that's kind of led up to this. But this guy's a, a big boy that is an explosive dunker that, you know, he – I wouldn't say heavy, but, like, the way he dunks is too bad for his body, right? And, you know, for a guy whose game is built around being explosive and dunking and stuff like that, I think this injury does, you know, face some concerns because that that is his game. You know, it's not like he's an excellent three-point shooter. He's an excellent post-up player in that sense where – he can shift this game into a different type of style. This game has always been explosive and flashy dunks and all and all this stuff with power and explosion. And it's it's hard to change your game. And I mean, E, Matt, I mean, we all have all played basketball, right? You know, it's kind of hard to change the style you play. You're comfortable in one, you know, and this is how he's always grown up to be playing. It's kind of hard to sometimes change that. And so I think this injury is something to be concerned about. Um, it's been an extended time. Um Yes, can he get back at the Matt, you made a great point with Embiid, right? I mean, probably a lot of people thought Embiid was done for right. a while. And, you know, and the risk they took with that. So I think that's a, an excellent point. I didn't think about that either. But I feel like with this injury and the type of player that he is, it's something that is definitely concerning. Um, and, and it's a high risk. And we hope that he can come back. He's, just, he's a heck of a player. But, you know, I, I just don't see it right now. I just think that, you know, he is flirting with that line with Greg Odin and, and the type of player he came out to be. And I think Zion, his future is not looking too bright right now. And it is concerning. Yeah. Well, first of all, growing into their bodies, an excellent way to put it, especially for these big kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they're not ready when they're 19, 20. I know. Right. Shocker, right? 19 and 20 year olds, not ready. Right. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> um, but I, I think it's concerning, and first of all, no knock on Greg Oden. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? What are you going to do about that? Yeah. Like it's that's out of your control. Right. So um, here's why it concerns me, though, is because even when Zion's in shape, he's still heavy, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that like in the mm-hmm. sense that he's like out of shape or fat, but he's just a heavy guy, man. Right. And like, it's like when you see when you see fighters who are like super buff and muscular, they tire quicker. And again, it's not like they're out of shape. It's just the heart they're carrying a lot of muscle yeah. and a lot of body mass more oxygen and you know what i mean so yeah right exactly so but matt had it knocked on the head if if they got a healthy zion and obviously in the time that he's been on the floor zion's been a bigger impact than greg Oden right. was right. although they're different type of players but mm-hmm. if they can get that team healthy yeah man we're looking at a a, a young pelicans team that can kind of maybe do what the grizzlies are doing um so That'd be pretty exciting to watch. So here's a couple matchups that I, I, I'm interested to see, and, and I know both of you guys oh. are going to agree with me 100% here. So Nuggets Warriors, I think, is honestly, I know we're, I know <laughs> me and Mario, or I guess I'm the only Nuggets fan here, but Mario roots for the Nuggets sometimes. Oh, I do I too. I think, like Joker. Yeah, I know you, know you do. You show Denver love, but I know who your team is, and we're going to get to them in a minute. So uh, I honestly think that's the best matchup. I do think it's 50-50. I mean, the Warriors haven't been 100% this year, and uh, I think Jokic is the MVP, and the Warriors have not been playing as well lately. In fact, I've read a couple mm-hmm. uh, articles in the Bay Area calling for Steve Kerr's job. So, really? Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Nuggets, and maybe it's a little bit of hometown love and and hoping, but they've been trending in the wrong direction as of late. Now it's not to say that Steph Curry can't get it turned around, but uh, I'm still I'm still taking the Nuggets. What do you guys think? I was curious any uh, any news on Jamal Murray if he's coming back. I'd be surprised if we saw Jamal Murray this year. Uh, 
Yeah, mm. which is unfortunate because he was supposed to be back around like March or April. Right, right. No, two just, years now that he hasn't seen the floor. No, I was just curious on that. But uh, yeah. However, Bones Highland has been showing to be one of the steals of the draft this year. He's been filling in nicely for the Nuggets, so he can guard and his three-point percentage is really, uh, really good. So. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, it's gonna be fun, you know. See if Dr- what Draymond can do against Joker. I mean, he's supposed That's this defensive player, yeah, you know. So um, we'll see what Turn he around can jump do. Turn around, jump shots and hook shots all day, mm-hmm. or just yeah. spot up and shoot, <laughs> right? right? But uh, I mean, yeah, it depends on Curry, his health as well. Obviously, you know, I mean, even just being on the court, the gravity that he has um, can can make that matchup pretty good, but. Uh, you know, Wiggins got a. He's an All Star. He got. We got to see him show show up in this series. Um, he got to be. I think he might be. You know, that X factor if the Warriors pull it out. I I agree completely. Yeah, you, we we've been skeptical on him as an All Star this right. year, especially as an All Star starter. But this is where this is the time of year where you prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. So, Mario, what say you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is going to be a very tough, interesting series. You know, if you can get Murray back. Even if you get Murray back, it's still tough because you. It's different from practice. Well, yeah. And you know, running with running with your boys. No, I'm just saying, sure. like running with your boys to having to run into an Play, actual and a NBA playoff game. series. You, yeah. And the playoff game <laughs> series, like you know, that's a tough thing to definitely. That's why I don't think wish. we're gonna see him. To be yeah. honest with you, I mean, right. that's a tough situation. Yeah, it's like you would. You would have wished you would have saw Murray this at least last right. week or two get in a, the NBA. Get at least a couple right. of weeks of of game run yeah. in, but game shape. Yeah, yeah. So that that's gonna make it tough if he does play. Um, so yeah, you said right. So it's fifty-fifty at this point, and, and who can play? My my question, to you guys, is at what point you know, Warriors they don't want to give up on uh, Clay Thompson here, but you know Jordan Poole is is playing lights out right now, and you know in fact playing you know a little bit better than than Clay is, so, you know. So I think Kerr has to make some decisions here. Um, but... Clay's going to be on the floor. The the, the Matt had it. Yeah, I mean... the, the... The, what they'll do is they'll move Clay to the three, and Andrew Wiggins will be the one to eat, eat, eat the time, and Jordan Poole will play. Or they'll go super small, and Wiggins can be at the mm-hmm. four. four but yeah. I wouldn't advise that against the Nuggets, but yeah. um, Clay Thompson yeah. will be on the floor. So make no mistake about that. Yeah, and I mean, in this too, this is where the experience of Clay Thompson comes in, right? Yeah. And, you know, we've said it before in, in other episodes, and, and, and you say it, it's cliche in other sports. What you did in the regular season doesn't mean nothing at this point in time, right? Everybody's record is zero zero. You're in, you're in the attorney mm-hmm. now. It's time to come play. So, you know, I I can't tell you who I think I have winning because it's, it's too tough to call for me, right? If I had to call it, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna go with Denver just because, like I said, I mean, I'll show hometown love for that. But it's gonna be a hell of a series, and I think it can go either way. Yeah, Nuggets Nuggets are going to have to. Because we've been talking about it all year, and I do think Jokic is the MVP back to back. But Nuggets are going to have to quote throw it in the blender, baby. Throw it in the blender. <laughs> feed, feed that man. You know what I mean. You need exactly. him now more than ever, right. and he's going to have to put up numbers because mm-hmm. they don't. Without Jamal, without Michael, he, you know, Aaron Gordon's going to have to play well. Be aggressive. He has to. So he's got to look for his shot first, and exactly. once they start double teaming you or or pressing up into you then you can find the other guys because right. sometimes he gets that backwards right right he tries to get his guys going first before he gets going but i yeah right. i think you got to draw him in and you know yeah i mean it isn't a knock i mean yeah, you know no. <laughs> but in this situation you got to get yours right i feel like i mean it's not a knock but it can be a knock at times because so, i felt like my problem with joke Jokic in in years past not not in the last couple of years was which is honestly a great thing is he always looked to get his team going before he got himself going, right? And you're the superstar of your team, especially in those years later or past, right? You need to get your yourself going sometimes too, right? You're, as you're going, your team's going to also start going with you, right. right? So I think it's not a knock, but it can be a knock at times too because I feel like, you know, he, he tends to sometimes want his team more involved than he is getting involved in. Some of these matchups and games, you're going to have to be that right. guy. Well, it's like they say, you know, it's like I'd rather take the shot and miss it than have, you know, someone else miss it, you know. But, and, you know, again, yeah, it's and, not a knock. Yeah, not a knock because most of his yeah. passes are like, you know, wide open guys and, you know, right on the money and stuff. So, but 
Well, I think he's yeah. the best passer in the league, regardless of position. For sure. Uh, and I think, <laughs> you know, and Chris Paul's in the conversation, but I think it's those two guys. And I think Jokic, at this point in their careers, respectively, I think Jokic is the best passer in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that people don't know about Jokic, because the Nuggets don't get a lot of national love, is that he's super clutch, man. He's mm-hmm. hit many, uh, uh, I mean, multiple game winners right. throughout the years. From so, everywhere, too. Everywhere, threes, mid-range, Post, offensive yeah. rebounds. He's also had uh, last-minute blocks. He had one mm-hmm. uh, in Toronto this year at the last minute. came out of nowhere. His defense and, uh, has improved a lot. Big time. So, And, and I, I do think he's the MVP. I've said that. So, um, yeah, they're going to have to throw it in the blender, though. So feed that man. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. So next series, and honestly, this, this truly may be the best series because we all know how talented the, the lower seed is. But <laughs> – Brooklyn and, and, and Boston is, I think, has the potential to go seven. Um, talk to me. I mean, it, it's, it'll be dope, you know, like uh, talking about Ben Simmons maybe coming back game four, five, and six. And they're also be saying, good for Celtics. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> and they're also <laughs> saying uh, Robert Williams, you know, he's looking really good. and Also good it, for the Celtics. Yeah, if it goes like an extended, you know, he may, he may be ready at the end, but uh, – yeah, it's it should be good, you know, Kyrie and Boston and that history and um I mean division rivals, but it yeah, like you said, the lower seed maybe it's more talented, but they don't play any defense, you know. Yeah, they're um, weak in the middle for sure. Yeah, and you can't you know, every game you you're not gonna well, Kyrie and Katie might go forty every game, but that that's probably what it's gonna take, I think, for them to to beat them. Even if they both go 40 and you get 20 points from the rest of the guys, 100 points I don't think is still going to be enough well, with, true. How, with how bad defensively right. they are. I mean, you're right about that. So. Yeah, and especially how, and Jason how Tata, many man, it takes to get to 40. He's smooth with it. I yeah. love watching him play, bro. He's yeah. so just confident and smooth with the basketball. And obviously Jalen Brown's a terrific athlete. Jaylen I told Matt this the other day. Marcus Smart, I think, is going to be the X factor. But, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead, Matt. No, yeah, I was just saying Jalen and Jason, uh, you know, they're both slashers. Or they, you know, and so the Nets don't really have any bigs that can guard the paint. Um, I know they got Drummond, but he's not, you know. I yeah, don't know. this isn't Andre Drummond of five yeah. six years ago, so. And they got that boy Claxton. That's pretty good. But I mean, if you get them both in early foul trouble, they don't. Yeah. Right. So they can. Right. Well, they should be able to eat at the in the paint. No doubt. And I know his percentage has been down a little bit this year, but Jason Tatum is a, ter- a terrific shooter. I mean, the form mm-hmm. looks good. The rhythm is good. So right. th- th- the percentages were down a little this year, but they need him to shoot a lot. So that's right. that's a big reason why Jalen Brown has a, a little ways to go in, in that department. But he's he's a terrific player and a, a really good defensive player as well. So. Yeah, like when he gets hot, it's he gets hot. But yeah, and he's tough. J- Jalen Brown's mm-hmm. Jalen Brown's tough. You're not going to get in his head. So. So uh, a, a couple injuries here that, that came up today. I, I'm sure you guys saw. One of them's kind of ridiculous. The other one is concerning. But the ridiculous one, and it's in tonight's oh, game, Paul is George. Paul George is out because he has sniffles, <laughs> also known as COVID-19. So, um, I mean, what do you guys think? Is it, is it time to nix this and just – I mean, if the guy doesn't show symptoms, why are we even testing him right. at this point? I mean, worst case, put make him wear a mask the whole game or whatever if you want just to, you know, appease, but it's, it's the play in like the playoffs, basically, you know, you, you gotta let the man he's the play. Best player, he's the best player he's on the their floor. Best he's player. A, he's a, That's the, yeah. yeah. He's a money generator this, too. It's bad for TV. Right. It, and it makes a big difference in basketball, you know, cause you run with five guys the whole game and you take out their best guy that that's, you know, 20% of the team, which is, he's actually like, you know, more than that. So, right. But they do have role players. Um, that Norman Powell, Robert Covington trade was a uh, clutch, I think, because now they got you know two guys that can, they got some playoff experience. They can step in and both good defenders and three point shooters that can get hot. And I think sure. they still got a chance. It should be a good game. Real? Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. But- <laughs> 
honestly think it, it helps the Clippers with Paul George not playing because they played a lot, a lot of games without True. Paul George being out and with injury. You know what Good I mean? Point. And yes, I get, I get, he's your superstar. Playoffs he's, too, he's my friend. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I understand that too. But at, at this point in time, though, you're you're integrating a guy back into what you have been doing, and in a in a time where you have to win to get in. I think it actually helps that he's not a part of the floor just because of the way they have been playing because they got here without him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like he did much to get him there. Like, they've been doing a lot of this by them by themselves. So, like, I, I personally think it kind of helps him a little more if he's not on the floor. Obviously, yeah, you're taking a great player out and you're going to miss some of these shots that he can make. But you you went this far without him, and I think you could possibly get in without him, you know? And so... But I mean, back to your point too. Like, I mean, it's the playoffs, and I think we gotta maybe nix this. I don't know, but you know, that's tough. You know, I, I don't. I think they should do it. How? Uh, who, who? The NFL's doing it this way now. If a guy's not showing symptoms, he's not getting tested. So, I mean, maybe Paul George is sick. Maybe that's why they tested him. And if he is right. sick, he shouldn't be playing. But that that that's for any uh, sickness or just physical condition. Right. So. Um, but I think that we can just go ahead and say that if they're not showing symptoms, we can stop testing these guys. So, um, but anyway, I could go on and on about that, as you guys know. <laughs> the other injury that we're talking about, and this is a big, this is a big deal, obviously, because he's a, he's probably a top three or four guy in terms of the MVP conversation, Luka Doncic, and mm. this could be longer than a game from what I was reading today. Mm-hmm. So, without Luka, Mavs get swept. You guys disagree? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, Luca played in that what the last game of the season. They already clinched the playoff spots. It wasn't like they were hurting for any type of positioning. There was no point of really playing Luca the whole entire game. And this is this is what happens when you do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Great point. You said, yeah. You like you said, like you play him. You know, this is what happens. But now you don't have him on the floor if it's more than one or two games, and you're looking at a, definitely a series where you're, it's going to be hard to come from. So. You know, and it, it's like you said, top top three, top five player in the NBA currently. And you know, when you're missing somebody crucial like that, especially to your team, it's it's hard. Yeah, he's like half their offense. I mean, the way he creates and <laughs> scores, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll get swept only only for the fact that uh, the Jazz haven't really been playing lately well really well lately i mean we've seen them blowing a lot of leads you know i mean if that happens you know you know how that like can avalanche downhill and you know kind of turn the tide in the series and the momentum um but they are very good shooting team three-point shooting team um so but i think maybe they can get one or two at least if luca's out the whole whole series and i don't think they should rush him so yeah it is smart i just think sit him out yeah, I mean, I think two's generous. I think they could probably definitely steal one without him. If you said 50% of their offense, dude, him and well, Jokic, I mean, they're probably the two most, like, used players I, I'm being, yeah. in the NBA. Like, <laughs> l- legitimately, it's it's probably three quarters, if not 80% of the 90, offense goes to Luka Doncic. Like, yeah. They, they, they actually – Spencer Dinwiddie was a, was, a, was a good trade for them. And he had a couple of game winners after being traded because it gives them another guy that can kind of create his yeah, own shot. You need shot but, creators. Big time, and he's he's overused. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but the, mm-hmm. they're actually they're not that fun to watch. Because, I mean, no. Luca's fun to watch, but as a team, yeah. that, what you're watching is Luca Doncic dribbling the ball around for 15 seconds and either passing it or taking a shot. Like that's not good basketball. It's like 2K, my it's player. Right, exactly. It's, it's 2K, my <laughs> they are exactly a 2K, my player team. That's exactly how they play. Um, just call for screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roll. yeah. Back it off. <laughs> <Pop> yeah. <laughs> Fade up. So, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously that one's a, a little more serious because he could be out for maybe the whole series. Right. So, and I um, and yeah, they shouldn't rush him. He's still really young. No doubt. Um, yeah, no doubt. They got there. It's not like they're really contenders this year, you know. No, nobody. No, they're not. Nobody really thinks they're so. It's two like, pieces away. Yeah, there's like no real. You know, point to rush your star, right. obviously. You know, hundred percent. Because and Mario all... brought up a good point. That was a rookie mistake by, and I know he's not a rookie coach, but that was oh. a, that was a rookie mistake. Jason Kidd. Made. Right. There's no reason for him to be in the game. So. Right. right. Um. 
So let's just go through a quick pick here. We don't have to give an explanation, but uh, I'm going to go Jazz, especially if, even if Luca plays, I think Jazz can pull it out, even though you're right. They, they were one of the losers of the trade deadline, in my opinion, and they've kind of been floundering the second half of the season, but I'm still taking Jazz. T-Wolves Grizzlies, man, that'll be fun because you got a tough T-Wolves team, but you got a Grizzlies team that, you know, <laughs> they ain't no joke, man. And they've been fun to watch this year. And obviously, John Morant is gonna be special. Going to be a track meet, that series. <laughs> big time, big time track meet. Uh, I'm going Sixers. I know a lot of people are taking the upset in that, but I don't think the Sixers go out in the first round. I don't think they're a contender this year, but I don't think they're going out in the first round to a well-coached and slightly above average Raptors team. Um, I already took the Nuggets. I'm going to go with – my heart says Celtics. My head wants to go with the talent, but you, but you bring up good points about them in the middle. So my head and heart are going to say Celtics here. So um, I'm going with the Celtics. Bulls-Bucks, man. We didn't talk about this one. Uh, you know, an under-the-radar series, man. Kinda. The Bulls, Bulls are done. I don't, you think so? I think yeah, so. I, don't, I think so too. I think yeah. the Bucks are coming out of the East, actually. Yeah, yeah, I just, um, you know, yeah the Bucks give Bulls yeah. some love. They had a good year. Like, oh yeah, DeRozan's well, back. Uh, like, you know, yeah. show me I mean, love. Yeah, at least I Lonzo hear. is like, you know, Lonzo is smiling because he, you know, he shows because he, he, they were playing real well with him. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player, and obviously Zach Levine's a good player, and Nikola Vucevic is a good player, so you know they're just running into a beast. Yeah, so <laughs> you got a guy who's going to be a first, second, or third in the MVP voting for the next 10 years. So mm-hmm. um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is probably going to bring the Bucks out of the East. Um, and then I'm I taking the Heat surprised. and the Suns over both of those. It doesn't matter in, in those series. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know if the Heat are going to make it past the second round, but I think the Suns are winning it all this year. They're my pick. They kind of have that feel to them, to be honest with you. Mm. You know, Chris Paul, obviously, when he was with the, the Hornets, they never really had that feel. Obviously, they were never really in contention. Then he got traded to the Clippers, and everyone's like, oh, look at the talent and all you know, all the dunks. I still didn't feel like they had the kind of the DNA of a championship team, and I never felt like they had the DNA of a championship team when he was with the Rockets either. They just you know, didn't play good enough defense. They were kind of weak in the middle, took bad shots at times. This team has a feel to them that they're battle-tested. They're well-rounded. They got good big. They're well-coached. Obviously, Monty Williams, second year in a row, winning coach of the year. They got Chris Paul, they got D Book, who's a top five MVP voting this year. So I'm going with Suns to win it all. What you guys think? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks repeat again. Uh, you know, just to your point, that beast, you know, Giannis. He's a monster. Um, and, you know, he's hard to be stopped. So uh but I I don't think I disagreed with any, but I do think the Raptors can take the Sixers to seven, and yeah, I think I mean, I, I, and they can win and too. Yeah, I, like, would, I wouldn't be surprised because you don't. I mean, you we all Harden's not playing well already, and you know how he gets in the playoffs, and um, right. you don't know what what you're getting with him. I know we know Embiid's going to get his numbers and all that, but right, um, probably second in the MVP voting this year, Joel Embiid, right, so. and uh, you know Nick Nurse is no slouch. He's got a good. He's actually a candidate there. for the LA job. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I heard he wasn't interested, but that's what well, they he's all a, he's say. He's a Canadian. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a Canadian, but I I, I heard he's a a candidate for the for the LA job. So, yeah. or at least they're interested in him. I don't know if the feeling's mutual, but Mario, what do you got? Um, I mean, sorry to disappoint you, boys, but I I got the Nets taking the Celtics. They, they could. You got a player of KD's caliber. <laughs> You're going to be surprised how I say this, but you got KD on your squad. It's hard to lose a lot of these games. Is the chip you finally off your shoulder or KD, what? So. <laughs> uh, it's kind of. I know you missed the steakhouse over there in Oklahoma City. And honestly, that, I think that's why I was more upset that he left OKC because the moment he shipped out of town, they closed that thing down. Yeah, so. no, stay, no steakhouse anymore. <laughs> well, the city would have burned it down. You know, so yeah. Yeah. Knuckleheads. The, three, the three of us enjoy our time at the table, that's for sure. So. <laughs> um, but, and Matt makes a great point, too. I think Toronto can easily take this to seven, and he can easily win it, too. And, you know, they're, they're a young, scrappy squad. And scrappy is a good way to put it. Them, they so. got a lot of – Scotty Barnes so. is a beast. He is. He'll be, he's, we're going to get into exactly. rookie of the year, but he's definitely a top two or three rookie of the year candidate for sure. 
Maybe he might even win it this year. He's been right. kind of surprising for them. And at Solid. times, other than Fred Van Vliet, he's been their second best player. Right. Like so. Right. Um. Well, let's just let's just yeah, dive man. into it now. Who I mean, who do we like for these awards coming up? Who do who do we got for Rookie of the Year? We're gonna have to name off some people. Just well, you got Evan Mobley, yeah, who's probably Mobley. the favorite. Kate Cunningham. I mean, the Rockets were very good, but. There's no question Jalen Green's going to be beast, an explosive yeah. player. Scotty Barnes. Um, I, I, I I probably would think Evan Mobley, given um, what the yeah, um, have done. I have to agree. Evan Mobley, I mean, they went on, you know, they at least stayed in the playing game. He's. Uh, Did they win he, tonight? Uh, still going on, I think. Well, um, anyway, yeah. No, so he, the Cavs lost. Oh, the Hawks came back. Yeah, 107. Oh, wow. Good but, for them. Um, yeah. I still think it's Evan Mobley regardless. Right. But. I mean, he can – yeah, he could do it all. He can shoot, pass, defend. Super lanky and athletic. Super, yeah. It's crazy. Right. Talk about growing in it. You know, that body too. He'll be – Right. He'll be a beast. Yeah, his brother is a potential first-round pick too. His right. older brother is still USC, USC and- yeah. Yeah, he's a potential late first-round pick, so that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Rio, you got a say on Rookie of the Year? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree, Evan Mobley. I have everything pulled up here. Um, yeah, he played hell. I, I think Cunningham, it, it's a tough one, right? Because he'd be my number two. Into it, you know. I think right. Evan Mobley. Well, like Evan Pissed. Mobley, like you know, he got his team to. To the play in tournament, like you know, what I mean, and it's more than Bob that though. Cunningham, he was like, he was like their second better, best player but... at on a on a potential playoff team. Yeah. So. Well, I, what the Pistons were playing. That's what I'm saying. Though, Pistons but like, were he was playing better at the end. You know, they were. And, and Cade Cunningham was mm-hmm. the reason for that. You know. Well, so. I read an article today saying that Cade's the favorite. So again, I, really? it's not. A, I'm not no. saying Evan Mobley's going to run away with it. Oh um, no, for sure. And I like Jalen Green. No, I, he's but, not going to win Rookie I mean, of the Year, but he's explosive. Right. And then, uh, God, I can't think of his name. The the kid from OKC. Josh Giddy. Yeah, that boy can play. Yeah, Josh Giddy. That, that man was a baller all year long. So. Steel, he's a beast. Sure. Yeah, he's yeah. a young blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's young, and uh, he, he put a heck of a number. It's a lot of triple doubles this year. So I think you, you could throw his – I don't think he's, like, top contender name, but you could throw his name in some type of a conversation in that. He plays fast um, and controlled. MVP. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, sure does. that's true. Uh, it's hard to to go against Jokic in the MVP conversation. He put up numbers better than he did last year when he won it, and with less help, you know, and right a, a, with less help. And I think a lot of what what I hate, and I just more like what I see and read too. And it's oh, like MB doesn't get love and, and this and that, but. Jokic is doing a lot of these things silently because, mm-hmm. like you said e, earlier, Denver doesn't get a lot of national attention. Right. Right? We get it, we see it more here locally. And Beaton's on these big games. He's doing. He's he's a heck of a player. Don't get me wrong. And obviously, rock chalk on that part. Yeah. But also the league's leading scorer this year. I do have to mention that. Is that like True. you know, like Jokic is is doing these amazing things without this recognition and attention he deserves? And you know, I. I I see how it could be an argument. Everything's always going to be an argument, right? But that's what we do. It's hard when you're playing better than you did last year, and you won the award. Like, how are you going to argue that? Like, you know. I mean, and... it's, it's so much more than that, though. For people that know the game of basketball, man, I, I said it earlier. He's the best decision maker in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. right? It, it's ridiculous how good at basketball Nikola Jokic is. Like, the game of basketball. He's he's a a pleasure to watch and his teammates love playing with him because if they're open yeah, they get there they, yeah they go exactly. eat so like real said earlier you know he makes sure his team eats you know and uh yeah and, and like you said you you love playing with a guy like that too right. and when you play with a guy like that 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 means like you know playing we played with e a lot of times so when you play with a guy like that like your your hands better get ready to shoot the ball because you never know when that thing is flying right to you. So like, what are you talking about, man? I'm like a penny well. You're not getting it back. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to give you a little topple there. It's like throwing it into the black yeah, wall. Yeah. You're going to get hit with a spin move or a step back or or a hezzy. You know, I like my left-handed hezzy, too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, like uh, like the great, you know, Kobe said, you know, 
There ain't no INT, but there's an ME in that motherfucker. So. <laughs> you, want the, you want the ball, go get a rebound. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was Shaq he was telling that to. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It wasn't Chris Mim, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt, who's your pick for MVP? I mean, by pure definition of the word most valuable player, you know, the words, it, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be Jokic, you know, but you know how the media gets and um, the way, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to Embiid just because a yeah, little, he's been crying about it. Yeah. Too, you, know, sure. and, you know, a little voter fatigue, even though he only won Jokic won it once, but um, I hope it's Jokic because he definitely deserves it. But, you know, I could see Embiid getting it just because of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, deep, and and like Mario said, shout out too. yeah, like Mario said, you know, you guys mentioned the Nuggets don't get a lot of media love, so um, time to give Philly something to cheer about. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I do need to give D Book a shout out because the Suns were by <laughs> we far know, the best team in the league this year. So, yeah, you know, I meant that sarcastically. <laughs> What's up, Mario? I mean, Matt here saying you get Philly, bro. I, mean, I said it's sarcastic. You got trash man. Eagles in, in the city, bro. You get no love. You got I cheer for the Celtics. Easy, easy. I cheer for the Celtics, man. I don't like the Sixers. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it is hard, though, because, you know, obviously, Embiid's a KU voice. I, I have nothing but love for Embiid, but, I mean, Jokic, it's just, it's hard to go against that. Right. I mean, exactly. By pure definition of the term MVP, you know, most valuable player. Yeah. But you know how the media gets. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you guys have anything else to add on on the basketball side of things before before I move us on to another topic? They better, um, they better send a lot of whistles to uh, Toronto and Philly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, I'm looking over here on, on this uh, webpage. They got most improved player, John Morant. As, as you know, the I, I mean, sure, but I, I don't think it's yeah. approved. I think everybody right. kind of expected him to be that's what exactly. he's become. That's, so I agree. That's, like, yeah, that's why I was wondering I, what you guys I, thought. If you're like a part. top five pick, I don't think you you should be eligible for like most improved. You know, right? Because you're the rookie drafted. of the year. Yeah, you're drafted. <laughs> this isn't to surprising be. anybody. Yeah, and it's no knocking him, obviously, because we know he's a beast. We we've seen it, you know, in college, and we knew he was going to be what he was. So it's. It's like, yeah, well, I guess Brandon Ingram did win it too, but yeah, I, I don't know. To me, I, it's for a like a different those... situation. Yeah. Because Brandon Ingram um, kind of was on the uh, road of a premature people calling him a bust. True. Kind of. And, and yeah, I just meant that in like the top five pick ineligible sense, you know. Right, right. But... I got gotcha. you. So I mean, who who would be the most improved then? Like uh, Darius Garland, maybe for the Cavs wouldn't be a bad one. Jared yeah. Allen from the Cavs sure. as well wouldn't yeah. be a bad I mean, one. Like Dejounte Murray wouldn't be a bad one either. For sure, Dejounte Murray was definitely balled out this year. So um, just I mean, some names I'm thinking of who made a huge jump this year. So mm-hmm. uh, and then the one last thing I got to point or just say in in regard of NBA basketball is uh, the Charlotte Hornets here. Um, <laughs> These boys put the score, the box score of last year's playing game (laughs) in their practice arena. As you know, motivation, they lost by 20-some points last year. You know, the motivation to see, you know, what they got to fight for. And then they go out and play this playoff game, lose by even more points. So what kind of motivation you getting off of that? Like, you know, like. That's just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> so you know, I mean, need to play any defense, you know? That's exactly what right. What you need to do is you need to blow that thing up. <laughs> you can't barely see it, apparently. Yeah. You know? They got to hang a banner of that last year's score. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, I don't, what I don't understand they're gonna is... Have, every single year they're going to have the playoffs. Like, oh, you know, we're going to beat this year. Next year, next year they're going to lose by 50 at this point in time. Yeah, bro. Well, what I don't understand is how come, like, a fan can call Russell Westbrook Westbrook and be banned for life, and then Miles Bridges hits a 16-year-old girl in the head with his mouthpiece, and the worst right. thing that happens is he gets fined 50 grand. He should right. be suspended. Some, First yeah. of all, you don't disrespect Westbrook like that, all right, dog? I'm just making a point that... that <laughs> <It's> triple God, <laughs> all right? You, you respect the triple God. Bro, there have been fans this year that have been kicked out for yelling, you suck. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, Yelling, you suck. You don't t- <laughs> You don't yell that to the triple god, all right? First of all, well, there's only one god, but different conversation for a different day. So. Well, you don't yell that to the triple god of basketball, all right? No, no. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, bro, you do a mouthpiece at a 16-year-old girl. I feel like that come that should come with a one-game suspension. Like, well, Steph, Steph Curry did that, right? What do you get suspended? Well, for? you know, it's a different situation. No, 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 no. We're talking no, about no, 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 the no, most no, viewed, no. the most viewed guy in the NBA, and Steph Curry. I think a one-game suspension might be a little extreme. Okay, like twenty thousand dollar fine no. for Steph. Donate a little money to charity. We'll call it good. But Miles Bridges, he's not bringing in the viewership that Steph Curry is. He deserves a one-game suspension. Put him on the bench. <laughs> well. Maybe that one game suspension doesn't good, and he can sulk and you know this. Just some anger management classes or what? <laughs> yeah, something. Adam well, stuff. anyway, we could go on forever about this. But speaking of low viewership, <laughs> baseball is back. Damn. Well, the only reason I say that is because this was like the most, or I'm sorry, this was like the least publicized, least hyped opening, opening day, day. Yeah, I didn't even know ever. what it was. Right. I didn't and see any I think, commercials. I didn't see right. Nothing. anything. The lockout had something to do with that, I For think. Sure. Like, but still, you should be like, baseball. There's back. more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, is I mean, is baseball in trouble here? Yeah, and I think it's just the nature of the sport. You know, it's a slow-paced game, but our society, the way everything is going, it's bam, 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 instantaneous. Yeah, you people know? have the attention and span of a labradoodle. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's just the nature of the game. Um, and funny enough, I, South Park was on uh, Comedy Central and they had the episode of the kids playing baseball and who, they're trying who, to lose yeah, on purpose. That's one of my all-time favorite episodes. Yeah. Randy's trying to fight the other dads in the stands. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Get get some banned from the tournament so the dad yeah. becomes the hero. Greeley S. Mall. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, there's still people that enjoy it. I I don't think it'll ever go away. To say you know, because it's it's a game a lot of kids can play you know growing up and whatever and um as long as the leagues and stuff continue i think you know the mlb will be all right um it's definitely not a good sign you know they're not growing but i I don't i think that pitching change and stuff how long pitchers get to warm up or whatever making that shorter and all that uh, helped a little it you know sped up the games but I mean, it's just a naturally slow-paced game, you know. Yeah, I think they're going to have to go. They're going to have to take a page out of the NBA's book because, as we all know, the viewership in the United States for the NBA has gone way down. Mm-hmm. And you know, the NBA is taking some criticism for this, but a lot, a lot of their revenue now comes from China. And mm-hmm. I think baseball is probably going to have to take a page out of their book and go international a little bit. Um, because you're right, there's a lot of kids around the world that have a stick and like a rock that are, you know, playing baseball somewhere. Right. So, um, it's a good point. I, I mean, it's just just a thought, like you mm-hmm. know, because Americans are so like no attention span. So right. I, I think you have to go abroad a little bit. The game's slow, our attention is, is not that, right? And the, I think a lockout really had a lot to do with that. Like, you know, it's constantly in the news that, you know, the season was getting, you know, postponed a couple more weeks, and then finally the season runs <coughs> up, and spring training's kind of short to try to rush the right. season. You know, I, I think people lose interest at that point in time. Um, you know, I was, the funny thing is uh, I was talking to, to my girlfriend's dad the other day. We were talking about going to a Rockies game. And he was telling me, like, how he doesn't like baseball because – it's too long and boring, like, you know, like he gets bored just being there for three hours of a game, like, you know, and, and that's true. That's just how our attention is, too. And, you know, we love baseball when there's a lot of home runs being hit, but when there's not much action, you know, it's, it's not the best. And like I said, it's they call, you know, obviously Americans pastime and but you can't really do too much right now to like revamp baseball. It is what it is. Matt said, you know, we try to speed up a couple more things to make it a little more faster, but. You know, it's hard to change a game like this. Right. Yeah, it's definitely one you got to appreciate, like, the nuances, you know. The like thing the... I think is, like, I would, I would only think I'd pose, like, you 
bring coffee style in here and you know have brawls all the time and you know that or like that, getting into that, that one that, baseball you know? game or what you can run over yeah. the first baseman and if he drops the ball you're safe exactly you know what i mean maybe that like hey. brings excitement back into the game or, some pads you know or you can what? charge them out whenever you want <laughs> You know, like hockey style, and just roll it out for a couple. You must, minutes, you must you know, steal home. Good <laughs> you gotta go home every time. Oh yeah, you have to. Like you know, if it's two outs, you have to steal home with drop third base, no matter what. But, you just I mean, didn't do it, didn't but. they get rid of the collisions kind of thing? Didn't they do yeah, something? They did. They did. It was the Buster yeah, Posey when, rule. Yeah, Buster too many Posey, yeah, hurt, concussions, got, like, right? And he rolled his leg and well, broke leg. his oh. ankle or leg in multiple multiple yep. spots. Oh, it was damn. ugly. Yeah, the Buster Posey rule. Now, yeah. Well, I, I'm hoping that baseball sticks around. I, I love baseball personally. I know you guys are both fans too. Mario's a, a Royals fan. Me and Matt repping the Rockies. No, so, uh, no, no, no. I'm a Rockies. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's Maria that's uh, a, a yeah, Royals fan. Maria. Shout out to Maria. <laughs> probably listening. Yeah. But, I'm a Rockies uh, fan. Time, time I real quick too. It, <laughs> right. Yeah. I know, I know. But speaking of Maria, um, she didn't want me give her a shout out. Um she had KU winning it all. Hey. Shocker. Nobody, no, nobody <laughs> in my family actually had KU winning it all, just my mom did. Um, she won our whole entire family bracket. <laughs> I think she finished like a ninety-five percent correction. Wow, your mom's wow. a stud. And, you know, shout <laughs> out Auntie Maria. My mom killed it. Yeah, so I'm gonna. My mom does listen to this, so you know, I'm gonna give my mom her coffee <laughs> shout out. She killed it. She kicked our butts this year, and you know, she had faith in KU this whole entire time. When you know, when we thought truly KU was in danger at times, and she kept kept you know the faith in them and. You know, it paid off. Yeah. Oh, I think. So shout I, out to my mom. I think you wore a pair of shoes off the hash wall for next Thursday. Well, anyway, it, 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 they do say that America is, or I'm sorry, that baseball is America's pastime. However, I think it's clear based on viewership ratings and what we talk about that football is America's passion. And yeah. we got the draft like, coming like up. Football? What's that? Like soccer football? No, that's we, we call that soccer in this part of the world. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, I know, I know, you guys call it something different down there in Chihuahua, but uh, in, 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 in American football, we put helmets on and spear each other, which you know is a different conversation for a different day. But anyway, we we do have the draft coming up, and uh, you know, I, I don't have anything specific here, but I want to know if you guys have any thoughts on 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 the draft. Obviously, Jags have the first pick. Lions, Texans after them, Jets, Giants round out the top five. The Seahawks have the Broncos pick at number nine. Jets have another first round pick at ten. Right, you got your Saints there, mad at nineteen. Curious to see what they do. And sixteen. Uh, and sixteen, excuse me. Yep, sixteen and nineteen. Um, then you got the Chiefs with two first round picks. Um, your Cowboys sitting there at twenty four, Rio. So, uh, you guys, guys have anything to keep an eye on? Um, oh, the Giants, excuse me. The Giants also have the seventh pick as well as the fifth, so that'll be interesting to see what they do with those two. They got that from the Browns? Who, who was that from? Was that from the Browns for OB? No. I think I – don't, I don't remember what that's from. They, they, they have the fifth and the seventh. Panthers hmm. split them with the sixth, so. Hmm. Uh, I mean – uh, I haven't been keeping up too much. I just, I just hear it's uh, really wide receiver deep. Um, you know, a lot of guys that could be outside rushers as well, and right. receivers. Yeah, a lot but, of good tight ends in this draft as well. And I'm sure you guys know that you know too. The quarterbacks aren't. There's not really one that jumps out at you that's the lock for number one or anything. But I don't so, know if there's any quarterbacks good enough to go in the first round. I'm sure one will because right. that's what happens with quarterbacks. But um, on a on an actual like if you list the best available regardless of position i'm not sure any of these quarterbacks should be a first round pick but i'm sure one of them if not two of them will be i think malik and kenny are, will be the I best i think that's of the exactly two. who it is i think yeah malik willis is going to be probably the first taken and i actually kind of like him mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you know kenny pickett you know he shows like he's going to be a pro i don't know if he'll be a long-term starter but right. he'll make a living he'll make a living playing in the nfl <laughs> for 10 years so nothing wrong with that no 
Oh, real quick on what you were asking. That Giants pick comes from Chicago on the 7th. Chicago. You have trade details or no? No, I don't have trade details. I just have where, whose original pick it was. So it was Chicago's. They were 6 and yeah. 11. It'll be interesting to see what they do because a lot of people are saying this is Daniel uh, Jones' make or break here. So right. um, I don't I th- think they'll take a quarterback, um, but – I, th- I think he can. I think he can perform. I think so too. I think you'll see yeah, him take I, a lineman, and I think you'll see him take a receiver. I think they'll right. they'll try to go all in on him and 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 try and help him out a bit. At least that's what I would do. And uh, and I hope I'm kind of hoping that's what the Saints do too, lineman and uh, receiver, with their two. You can never go wrong with linemen. Uh, right. Me and Matt have talked about this many times. So right. Um, and we lost. You, you can, know they lost Teron Armstead. Um, right. So they need a replacement there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd like to kind of add to this is, like, I think, I mean, you saw it with the Broncos, right, and, and other teams, too, where, you know, you can build the draft right. I think for the Giants and the Jets, you know, this and even, like, the Saints, they got quite a couple picks in here. You know, this is time to, if you can nail this draft right and get the right guys in, you know, that's, that's franchise changing. And it doesn't have to be franchise players type of guys, you know, but it has to be the right type of group, you know, to get your team going. And, like, a lot of these fan bases, like, you know, that's what you need. And so I think if you, you see these teams make the right moves, you know, it'll be exciting for the NFL within the next couple of years to get these teams going again. Um, at least for my, my sake of the Cowboys, I think we need to move up and make some moves because – our offseason has been tragic, and we haven't really done too much. So you guys have taken a step least. back. Yeah, we really have, and, then, and we've kind of, you know, downgraded from what we did last year, and, and, that, and that's to be expected with our cap space. But we also haven't done too much. And your owner, anything, so owner, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Unless he's listening, I love you, Jerry Jones. Well, he gets he gets in his own. I mean, listen, you gotta you gotta be able to look yourself in the mirror and know your strengths and your weaknesses. He gets exactly. in his own way at times. I mean, there's nothing exactly. wrong with saying it. Like, and everyone now he does. Wants to, you know? Yeah, right. He wants to but, win though, and that's that's a strength mm-hmm. of his. He wants to win. He cares. Yeah. He's involved. A little, sure. little bit too much at times. For sure. But he he's he's all in, and that's a strength. And, and he's he, he probably For got sure. that mentality too. You know, like I wanna I wanna win, and I wanna do it my way, you know, because I believe this, you know, done it before, so I can do it again. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a pride possible. thing, and that's, in my opinion, exactly. that's a weakness, but well, yeah. it is I, a pride I'm thing. Not saying, yeah. um, go ahead, Rio. Yeah, but it's also, it's, I mean, and, and to that point, I mean, it's also could be a turnoff on, on some coaches and stuff like mm-hmm. that too, right? Because you're coming in, but, I mean, Jerry Jones is going to tell you how he wants to run things, right? right. You're going to have your philosophies and stuff like that. <laughs> Jerry Jones is going to have the final word in a lot of things here. Right. And, you know, I think that, that affects a lot of things. And, you know, I think that's why Jason Garrett lasted so long in Dallas because he was a yes man. You know, like whatever Jerry Jones wanted, Jason Garrett was going to do for it. So right. it, it's it's tough. And, and like you said, it is prideful. Like Jerry Jones has maybe won this way. God, you know, me and he always joke around. <laughs> Last time they won a Super Bowl, I was born. Like, you know, so it's been 28 years, you know. He did it this 28 years ago to win a Super Bowl. And maybe it's time to step, take a step back here and let somebody else help help you get a win before, you know, hopefully not anytime soon, right? We don't ever want to wish. But before somebody before you pass away, you want to win another one. So get some help. One of the greatest strengths that you can have as a boss is hiring good people. And a lot of people would sound like that's lazy. It's it's actually it's smart mm-hmm. because if you're able to hire good people, you can kind of just be a presence and not necessarily a nuisance like Jerry right. Jones can be at times. So uh, I've said it many times. Pat Bowen was one of the greatest all time at that. Um, his office door was always open at, at, at Dove Valley at the Broncos Stadium, but. He, he didn't do people's jobs for them. And if they didn't do their job well, guess what? You're gone. So, Find someone else. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah, the one thing you do is, you know, cover your weaknesses. So. Well, speaking of uh, NFL, we did have a bit of free agency news today. Um, one of the best, or at least historically in the last few years, one of the best defensive players in the game signed a little two-year $23 million, $14 million guaranteed. Stephon Gilmore going to the Colts. What do you guys think about that? 
I think maybe the Colts can finally beat the Jags with this. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they go help them I'm score thinking. more points. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they can stop them. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, I, I think the Colts are making great moves. Uh, I'm honestly, yeah, I know you're gonna call me out on the Matt Ryan thing, but I mean, I think the Colts are. He's, doing, he's worth a third-round pick without question. Right. <laughs> I, I, a third-round pick in their specific situation where they're a Matt Ryan away from having a playoff team. Probably, I'm not yeah. saying they're contenders. They but need a game they manager, w- not yeah, right. anything. Yeah. Well, he's exactly he's slightly is. above a game manager right. with the right well, talent around him, too. So, But he's just getting up there in age. I mean, you know, they don't need agreed. him to be like yeah. MVP Matt Ryan. You know? right. Yeah, he doesn't have to be Russell Wilson. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like I said, I think the Colts have been making great moves this offseason. I think that's a, a great pickup for them on their defensive side, and it, it helps a lot. Agreed. Their their front seven's already as good as it gets, so, you know, they, any help they get on the outside, and he's a great guy that they can, you know, blitz and do all that, so. Um, Solid. Yeah, and like we were saying about Jokic in the NBA earlier with Jonathan Taylor, throw it in the blender, baby. <laughs> Exactly. Throw, throw it in the blender. Like he's not getting traded for a washing machine anytime soon. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, I also saw it today, and I, Matt Mario and I were talking about it before we went on. But I, I want to get your opinion on it because I think you, you may agree with me. So we have this story developing where uh, Kelvin Johnson for the Cowboys was riding in a car, and one of his homeboys or whatever that he was riding with excuse me one of his one of his guys that he was riding with uh i guess shot somebody and the question now is is kind of you know what happens to kelvin joseph you know t- 20 years ago it, you know I, I always grew up my dad always told me if you ride with an outlaw you die with an outlaw mm-hmm. so I mean, 20 years ago, he'd be going to jail. But in this new day and age of, you know... Lawyers? <laughs> it, not just lawyers, but, you know... Oh, okay, yeah, I know what Trying to saying. keep people out of jail, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to get into specifics, but... Um, I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, at the very least, and I told this tomorrow before we went on, I think he should be released. I think if you're... If you... That, I mean, that's, that's a poor decision, in, yeah. in my opinion. Well, I, I, you, I, you got you ride with an outlaw, you die with an outlaw. Maybe yeah, that's an old school mentality, sure. but no, I mean the people you hang out with is the people you are, pretty much. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know. So the fact that his homie's doing that and he's okay with it just happening, or you know, maybe not okay, whatever the situation may be, I, I can't speak entirely on that. But yeah, that's not people you want to hang out with, you know, unless that's your intentions. So. And um, again, I, like I said, I think he should. Pro- I would release him if I if I was if I was the Cowboys personally. I mean, I know they spent a second round pick on him, but I mean, may, maybe there's um, consequences for your actions. Yeah, um, like suspend them a year and then I don't know, see what happens. Rio, you're the Cowboys fan. What do you think? I mean, like like I told you earlier, you said we spoke offline on this, but <clears throat> you know. We've seen this time and time again in the NFL where, like, deep situations like this come about more times out of none. You're, they're usually involved in some type of way, and, you know, and it's unfortunate. But it kind of goes back to, like, the whole Deshaun Watson thing. You know, the beauty of America, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. And then True. until we, we know anything, I mean, he's, he's an innocent man on this. But, you know, like he's like – you both have said too, like, you know, you pick your homies and who you're friends with based off of how you are too. And, you know, and unfortunately, if he, not even unfortunately, if he is involved in this in any type of way, then, you know, I'm sorry for the family that has to go through this. And, you know, you make your choices at the end of the day and you got to live by them. Yeah. Well, here's what we do know. We know that he was riding in a car where one of his friends fired shots out of the window and he did not come forward. And it sounds forward. like he was a passenger. Yeah, he did not come forward to the police right away, which, again, 20 years ago, you'd be going to jail for that. Right. So I don't I don't know what the laws are specifically anymore, but um, that's, a, that's a no-no. If, if, if that were to happen, the first move is to go to the cops. True. Period. Right. So, 
I don't know. You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation, but I just, I, I, you know, I wanted your guys' take on it because, again, times have changed, and, you know, I, I do have some old school ways of thinking, but I, I, I still believe in that, you know. There's consequences for your actions, so. For sure. Uh, anyway, do you guys have any final thoughts here before we kind of wrap it up and go on about our go on about our days? Just want to say happy Easter to everybody out there. Indeed, happy Easter. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I mean, we're we're gone for a couple of weeks, so a lot of things have happened in those two weeks, and you know, we're a little I'm sabbatical. Glad to be back with a little sabbatical, <laughs> and <laughs> um, I'm glad to be back with you boys, and you know, launching this uh, podcast and everything all over again. You know, I definitely miss you know talking sports with you guys and, and doing all this. So it's fun to be back again. Hopefully, no more time off. Um, but other than that. Uh, you know, we're, we're in for a fun time. I, one thing we didn't touch about, though, um, NHL playoffs are about to start within a couple of weeks. So <laughs> that is also about to get going. So, Well, hopefully this is the Avalanche's year. I mean, they've been knocking on the door say the last that every couple year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we also didn't talk about the uh, San Diego signing. Chargers? San Diego, sorry. The Padres, they signed our, our boy Rio over here. He a Padre now. <laughs> Who? You, man. This time, me? <laughs> Off the couch or what? Because you're a Padre now. Oh. Yeah. 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 Congrats to our boy Mario. He did names. become a father mm. for the first time. So let's shout out, shout, shout yes, out to sir. the family. So uh, uh, on yeah, that note. Appreciate that. I think we're going to call it a day here at the crossover <laughs> podcast let us know what you guys think in the comment section below keep an eye out for our tiktok and our YouTube youtube videos and with that being said you know what to do punch a like subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell share this video and we will talk to you later shoots